0: Island Rugby Episode 9 comes to you from Swansea. Connacht versus the Ospreys is our feature game. Brett Wilkinson, our main guest. We'll also hear from Lindy McKenzie and post-game Pat Lamb, John Muldoon and Ospreys coach Steve Tandy. Lots to get through. Let's have a listen. Setting the scene for Connacht and the Ospreys, we're here in the Village Hotel in Swansea. This is where the team normally stays. Brett Wilkinson.
1: Yeah, you're correct there, Rob. Um, been here a few years with with the team, and this is where they stay. Yeah. Yeah.
0: He's on it. Brett, uh, we're looking forward to our commentary now, in, in whatever a few hours' time, and we've just spent. Uh, I've I've spent. A, you went into Nando's, so you got your own food separate. I've been eating here and doing some stats.
1: Yeah, I went into town for one, then uh, stuffed my face full of uh, Nando's chicken. So it was brilliant.
0: <laughs> I have to say, you've been in better form ever since it. <laughs> no question. <laughs> had a smooth ride over this morning. It was nice and easy, and got our train into the sound and the team were all here and they seem in good form don't they
1: yeah they do I'm just uh, seeing a couple of them uh, you know around the place walking around the hotel um, catching up with a, cof- with a coffee with a few of them and they seem uh, you know quietly confident and really looking forward to the game this evening so we definitely something there um, to look forward to
0: okay as we stand here now we're looking at some of the big stories and I'm going to pick out the two biggest stories before the game uh, by the time people listen to it there may be other stories afterwards we're really excited about Rodney Ayu hearing on the grapevine that well we know on the grapevine that he's very close to Irish selection what with injuries to Nathan White his performance tonight's going to be crucial to that and we're also very excited about the Bundy Aki Inclusion. let start with Ayu. He has a tough job in the centre.
1: Yeah, he does. I mean, it's a it's an experienced front row um, that the Ospreys have. You know, they got a uh, Duncan Jones and and Aaron Jarvis. Um, you know, Rodney will be up a very very experienced uh, season campaigner in Jones. So um, he'll have his work cut out, but. What an opportunity for him!
0: What's you like pre-match? And all the lads have their own routines. What would Rodney Ayu's pre- pre-match routine be now? What would he be up to right now? As what we four hours before kickoff?
1: I'd say he'd be asleep now, but <laughs> but uh, I'd say most of the lads will be relaxing now. But uh, you know, he's, he's a pretty mellow guy, and uh, you know, loves his music. So he'll have his earphones in, and you know, he'll be, he'll be listening away to his music. But. Uh, you know, come kick off and and come time of the team meeting before they leave the hotel. The lads rarely tune in and, and you know hone in and focus in on on the job at hand.
0: Speaking of music, I was just on Bundyaki's, uh website and apparently likes hip hop and church music. So I think it's a combination. I suppose that's what's on his uh, boss headphones at the moment.
1: <laughs> yeah, very 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 different hip hop and then church. So, but <laughs> I mean, it's whatever people are into. But yeah, you know, you know, obviously. Um, it's what, it's what he likes so.
0: you were saying the lad said he, he was really clued in this week and also nervous too which is, he really wants to be involved
1: yeah it's a, it's a great sign you know a lad who's just landed you know last week and mm. uh, to, to hear that he's really clued in and nervous which means you know he, he cares a lot about, about his performance and obviously he doesn't want to let uh, the lads down next to him so it's a great sign
0: alright half an hour to kick off and we're in place here in the Liberty Stadium and both teams are out warming up great spot we have a great view Brett looking forward to this
1: yeah we really got uh, prime seats here Rob. right on the halfway line uh, great seats and a great view tonight
0: it's one of those stadiums isn't it we were saying that when you walk up the steps and walk out into it it's genuinely an impressive arena it really is kind of like almost it just gives you a little bit of a I'm sure as an ex-player as well it gives a little bit of a buzz like
1: it definitely does. I mean, I loved coming to play yeah, um, all the time and, you know, it really is a, a top-class facility, a top-class stadium and a, and a great pitch. So,
0: Did you fear the Ospreys when you came here?
1: No, I never feared them, but we always knew we were in for a tough battle.
0: Mm. They're just they're kind of a high-tempo team, aren't they? They're, they like to keep the ball alive, they like to keep their forwards buzzing. They don't necessarily want to commit to breakdown all day long. Like-
1: Absolutely. Um, they a lot like Leinster, actually when they get when they get in the twenty two they really kind of up the intensity to a whole new level. And when you're defending it like against that, it can be very hard to keep and um, kind of feel you in the tumble dry of it and before you know it there's a clean break and they're under your poles. So Connoct you have to have to be on their guard tonight.
0: Mir you're getting married next week. You should be planning a wedding. What what are you at over here? I'd say Patricia's a bit annoyed at the fact that you've just Got on, the, got on a plane and left her in the midst of, like, days before a wedding.
1: I'm so good. I've organised everything, everything <laughs> before this. <laughs> it's all under control.
0: OK, we're straight off air and straight on to the podcast. Halftime, three points apiece. We're competing with the sound system. But very quickly, Brett, what do you take of that first half? What do you make of it overall?
1: Definitely a whole lot of positives to take from it, but also, you know things that they won't be happy with. You know, the breakdown needs massive work. Um, our kicking hasn't been accurate enough. We haven't found touch at crucial times, which has, has put the lads under pressure because they are tired. And then, of course, when we're carrying the ball, we're a bit slow to react to breakdowns, I guess, from that tiredness because we haven't found touch.
0: Yeah, and I guess, you know, one of the things that started very badly was the line-out. is one of the things that... It's probably really encouraging from a conic point of view. We seem to be able to figure things out in game. Three lineouts go badly astray, and then the last four or five have been excellent. And then you have the set piece of the scrum too, which is is giving them a platform and, and gives them a real sense of belief in the second half.
1: Yeah, I mean, come on, Tom you know, it's not always the hooker. Sometimes there's so many things that can go wrong. Whether it's a missed lift or, you know, the slow the throw slightly off or the jump is not in the same place he usually always is. Um, the, the, you know, there are a few things that can go wrong there, but. In fairness to the lads, they've sorted it out and they've come out um, after three or
0: four line outs and nailed them. And of course, the scrum is going fantastically well. Yeah, and finally, ton of chances for the Ospreys. Two missed kicks, three visits to 22 with nothing from it. They're going to be a lot more frustrated than Connick to have that.
1: Of course they will. I mean, they've had the opportunities and their chances and they, they could have been ahead quite easily now at half-time, but they haven't taken those chances, but that will frustrate them so much, and uh, they will definitely be, you know, the team that's going to get the more doing over and the more talking to harsh words from the coaches.
0: Thanks, Brett. Okay, full time, twenty six points to eleven. Brett, this is the like I, I wasn't that disappointed last week in Exeter because I just felt we had made a lot of changes and you know we dug in towards the end. But tonight, really, really big game for Connacht. A lot of changes for the Ospreys. A couple of key men in key positions. Turned this tide, and and just the way they kind of figured us out in the second half is really disappointing.
1: Yeah, you know they, they obviously went in at halftime, regrouped, came out with a different plan, and it worked. I think they uh, they really targeted our breakdown, and uh, they got a lot of change there. And, and you know Tipper grew into this game as the second half went on massively, and it became more and more of a factor. You know, we just weren't urgent enough or we didn't get to the ball quick enough. And, uh, you know, that'll be really disappointing. And our, and our accuracy at the breakdown wasn't good. I mean, their, their first guy was over the ball, you know, a lot quicker. And our first guy there to clean the ruck uh, couldn't move him too slow. And we were taking three conic players to clean one, two of them. And that's that's where we,
0: we fell down. Uh, is, this, is this a setback? Is this a wake-up call? When you're talking about sixth place and then you're playing an Osprey's side, I they mean, these are the league leaders, no question about that. But we also know the trouble they had in the back row today, we're young out half, they definitely were under strength.
1: They were, but you, you do have to take into consideration these guys coming in have been waiting for this chance. So, I mean, they would have been really, really, you know, going to this game. So, you know, you've got to take that. But, I mean... I don't think in the greatest scheme of things yeah it's disappointing and it it's a it's a tough blow to take but I mean this is a long season and I mean let, I mean I'm sure they'll be saying let's go back let's grou- regroup and let's, let's draw in the line in the sand and let's work on what we need to get better at and come out and don't make those mistakes again and let's make sure the next game we play we just go out there and rectify things and get up get off get get back to winning ways.
0: Or, yeah, well, that's going to be against Zebre in a couple of weeks' time. Bundiaki, a couple of uh, moments where he looked sharp in the first half. The cramps in the second half, clearly a sign of a man who's just a bit jet-lagged. Maybe he should have come off a bit earlier. He might, there might be a little bit of criticism of that call to just leave him on once he was cramping up. But you know, it was kind of an important break there where he broke down later on.
1: Yeah no look you you can't blame him him for that i mean he's no not he's him come... but maybe on the sideline box yeah no he's come from the other side of the world so yeah maybe it should have happened earlier but i mean I, I, you know he had a great he had a great start I mean I'm looking really looking forward to seeing him when he's settled in and he's got to know the players better the calls better you know he's a really really exciting prospect for us
0: no question if we had looked at the fixtures this wasn't one of the games you said Connacht had to win no doubt about that but we came into it thinking performance I don't think that the fact that they lost is going to be the problem within the Connacht camp tonight it's just going to be the fact that they just didn't put in the performance that they're capable of doing
1: yeah and no, I mean um, and, and Pat Lamb always always refers back to that you know it's not about the result if you put in a good performance the result will come and yeah we, we battled on the, on the performance side of things tonight
0: OK it's the post-match section of the podcast and uh, we have a little bit of audio to get through uh, Brett, we just we've, we've been in the uh, post game uh, chat there, and uh, positive positivity from uh, Steve Tandy and Ospreys, and you know a bit of realism from Connacht. I thought John Muldoon really just put a good a good picture on it for us, and we'll hear that in a second. Uh, talked about good refereeing, didn't blame that at all. Just felt that they got beaten in the breakdown. Is the breakdown the story of the game? How much how important were the scrums?
1: Yeah, it, the scrums were important, but I think ideally in the end, you know, break we were very inaccurate at the breakdown. Mm. Um, And that led to a lot of momentum shifts. But then also we had a bad scrum. Mm. And you could just see them after they won that penalty – that, that just lifted their whole pack and their mm. whole team and they really kicked on from there.
0: Yeah, I said that to... Uh, actually, let's have a listen to this. I, I put it to Steve Tandy, a couple of things uh, uh, in the first half. They'd given away three first half penalties in possession and in the second half they seemed to be just much tighter in terms of making sure they didn't get caught at the breakdown. Also, uh, I just wanted to see what he thought about the scrums because Connick dominated for 55 minutes and then our hip comes on, uh, you get caught and uh, they have a penalty to go 16-6 ahead. So let's have a listen to that.
2: Um, I think it's a turning point. I think in fairness, it's we've got people who haven't played a lot of rugby. Um, Sam is making his first start for us, and Javi coming back. He's been with the national camp till Wednesday. He just trots in for a team run.
3: Thanks,
2: so it's John. Go on, here. John. Okay, no problems, mate No problems. Um, yeah, it was they, they. were dominant in the scrum and something. Dimitri made a bit of a difference in around that. And it's, they're a heavy lot. We were a light pack tonight, um, before we normally are. Um, but it's something we, we addressed, and Dimitri made an impact, Mark Thomas made an impact, and like that's not to take away from the work that the first front row done in and around the field either. You were a lot more
0: fluid as well in the second half in terms of possession There was three pounds you have given away in-possession in Connick 22 in the first half. Is that something you specifically targeted
2: worked work? Yeah, we spoke about it. I think we just exhausted the space a little bit too much. We just kept going, and we didn't feel we needed to go there, um, which we, we addressed at half-time. And Fennis Connick defended pretty well. I thought they were... Really spot on over the ball. I thought the referee done a real good job of the breakdown. He let people really have a crack at it. It's nice to see um, both sevens. I uh, was seven and six are in the game. You see a lot of turnovers from Connacht as well. Look, we look to get better at those kind of things. But I thought when we kept in shape a little bit better, second half that did sort of sort of take a little bit away from.
0: That's Ospreys coach Steve Tandy. Uh, you know. You know he he was fairly clear there. I mean he felt much like John Muldoon that it was well refereed. John, at least he's one of the best in the game, isn't he?
1: Yeah, I mean look, you, you, we're not in the game of blaming referees, and mm. um, you know th- there's no point in blaming the referee. We were the we were the you know our own fault tonight. It was our own our own downfall. And at the end of the day, if we're not accurate in in our performance, and you know. Don't kind of step it up. And at time, and I can't emphasize it enough, uh, enough, we were having to commit three, four guys to clear out two two of their players. Mm. And that's, you know, once you commit four people into a breakdown, that's someone less on the outside. Mm. And, you know, in attack, we just, we just didn't offer, really offer anything.
0: No, do you know, when the ball went wide, it was just hands, 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 and there was no one fixing a defender. There was no one. Like in the first half, at least you had those few sparks from, uh, from uh, Bundiaki, but, you know, the cramps were affecting him and it just it was a really predictable defensive, a really predictable attacking line and easy to defend. Yeah, like
1: we would go wide, just shovel it to the touchline and then we'd come back and hit a forward up and he wasn't getting over the gain line. He was getting getting hit back. And, you know, we just never had that penetration the mm. the whole evening. You know, those big line breaks, those off flows, the continuity that we have seen from Connacht this season, but it just wasn't there today.
0: I tried to pick out two things in the commentary. I thought uh, when we scampered back, I think we, I can't remember who was the scamper back now. I think it could have been Karji. I thought he wasn't let up, so I thought that should have been a penalty. It was about the only call that you could say didn't go our way. It was funny asked John Muldoon about the knock on. Actually, you'll find that he mm. he he, he owned up to that one. That's a funny bit of audio that you'll hear in a couple of seconds. <laughs> uh, yeah, but <laughs> that put me in my place. No, no, no one could work out what it yeah. was. But there just there's nothing you can pick out from it. You just have to accept that the Ospreys got the mismatch to get ahead. They got the penalty. Can you take me into that scrum and and like? used trying to make an impact tonight, you know, and he's trying to make an impact for Ireland and he destroyed uh, Duncan Jones for a good period of time. But, Dean uh, Moldova and Ahib came on and he fairly, he fairly call him on one scrum. And if you're missing for, if you if you make one little mistake, it can turn again. Yeah, look,
1: like, I mean, you know, speaking from experience at scrum time, every scrum is a big scrum and mm. in, in every scrum, you have to be fully tuned in and, you know, committed and, you know, really tuned in to what, what you think the opposition are going to do. Try and predict what they're going to do. And then also, you know, you have to concentrate so hard that, you, you know, you don't get caught out. And, you know, in that scrum, you know, it might have been the Ospreys on the hit walked a bit to the left and then came up on the left-hand side. But then we were, our whole pack, we seemed to be a bit high and, and, and got caught. And it, it just sort of weird like that. And then they came through um, with, with the second shove, which, you know, as I say, just lifted their whole pack
0: yeah definitely Lindy McKenzie the Galway Advertiser has been on the podcast before she joined us for a couple of minutes before she hopped in the car she also gave us a lift back to the hotel so we're very grateful for that
1: yeah and no, it was a great help I didn't fancy walking back from the Liberty Stadium
0: <laughs> oh, there's no sign of any taxis either so thanks for that for Lindy and uh, thanks for this little bit of audio this is uh, her assessment on a, on a bit of a setback for Connie. Lindley McKenzie, just before you head home, you've got an early start tomorrow, so thanks for joining us on the podcast. And uh, yeah, we're all a little bit disappointed. Maybe, can you put that into context with some of the other defeats Connacht have had at the Liberty Stadium? And is there kind of a lot of similarities to some of the performance before? And on top of that, do you just feel it's a little bit of a, a kind of a setback for this Connacht team that we're progressing so well?
4: Well, Liberty Stadium has never been a happy hunting ground for Connors. And, you know, look, in the last couple of years, we've experienced, like, I think, 20, more than 20, you know, point losses. I don't think it's so much the result, it's so much the performance, Rob. We've had two reasonably... I wouldn't say poor performances, but not as good as we've come to expect. Mm. So we had a... You know, last weekend wasn't the best performance um, in Exeter. And again this evening, when you kind of thought this was a team, you were coming up against a team that was short of its internationals and there were some opportunities for people. And I just thought that the performance just... uh, it just wasn't as, as strong as it has, certainly has it's
0: been um, for the rest of the season. Yeah, I've got the impression that getting over the line against Treviso was a huge relief and since then a little bit of momentum was lost. That La Rochelle game was you said yourself, it was basically a non-event and and that kind of killed it as well perhaps this two week break is coming at the right time and in the past too, we've seen comic teams hit the two week break or hit, come up to a break and the last game before that break isn't the best either so sometimes it can just, I don't know maybe that's, maybe that's a separate issue but the main point being the momentum seemed to stop after that three again possibly because
4: if you look at the last two matches there have been huge changes in personnel mm. so maybe that some of that momentum has been lost because for the first uh, series of matches you basically had essentially the same team with only a couple of minor you know um, sort of changes whereas we've had a total different change nine changes last week or eight or nine last week eight or nine this week and maybe that has that is having
0: an effect mm. yeah and like and now all of a sudden <sighs> (sighs) we go into the next game there's a chance of three guys coming in Bundiaki will be a bit fitter I mean there are some positives in that regard Aki good in the first half, seem to be cramping up, probably a jet lag issue as well, he's only just arrived you know, that'll, that'll add to the buzz going into those zebra games, but they're going to win those two home games now, don't they? Well, they're, they're absolutely
4: vital and I think that the the, the the zebra match has been obviously targeted, and perhaps you know, Lamb would say that you have to win your home matches. Mm. Now, you know, you have got players coming in, like Bandeiecki, who, 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 who did some good stuff tonight and looked like he had, you know, the pace when he, when he was able to get clear. You've got Mills Maliaune, and of course you have Tom McCartney, who hasn't arrived, but I would assume that he's an, uh, arriving in the very near future. Now, how that affects how they gel and how that affects the rest of the team is yet to be determined. You know, it can have it can work both ways. You mm. know, it can it can be a real positive, and you know, people can respond to them, and then it can maybe upset sort of the balance that has been yeah. achieved. So that has sort of still yet to be determined. But certainly, I know that Pat was aiming for uh, Lam. Pat Lamb was aiming for the zebra match for, to introduce possibly the three guys. You know, mm. to competitive rugby. So, you know, if that's something to look forward to, I, I, I think that hopefully the, the, the team will respond to that and particularly to the Zebra match. And,
0: you know, that it's going to be a very crucial match to get a win. And I guess, as well as that, we, at the moment, in the last few games, we don't seem to have settled on a, a back line that's really settled. You know, Danny Pullman was in, then he's out, and there's a few other changes as well there. And you made a really good point like Bundyaki comes in, but does he take Dave McSherry's place? Has Dave McSherry put a foot wrong? Did you drop Greg Ronson and one bad performance? Lots of tough calls for. for for the next couple of weeks to mull over, into Well, I suppose they're tough calls, but they're also yeah. good calls. In the sense okay, that this sense, there is, is
4: there is. There, look yeah. at yeah, look at it as you know, as competition for places. But the, obviously, that does have an effect, possibly in terms of training and how how they gel together and how they fit together. Mm. And you know, you could see with Bundyaki tonight, there were a couple of maybe one you know odd errant pass that he expected someone to be there behind when he passed, and it wasn't, it went you know into thin air kind of thing. So I suppose you know, there's he is. He's only been here a week, and I don't. I wouldn't imagine he wouldn't have played that match today, had had Robbie Henshaw been available.
0: Long season, top six to target. A defeat in Ospreys and a poor performance doesn't doesn't affect that in the bigger picture of things. But uh, it it might point to some signs they're a little bit worrying. Well, it was possibly as I say, it's just that, you know the changes in
4: personality. It has been quite a long season to start with. Um, they had you know like as I said, the last two matches you've had eight or nine changes in the team and I, 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 I would what well, I would be disappointed with the performance Tonight, um, I wouldn't say it's not it's not a major setback. Coming to the Ospreys is always going to be difficult. I I would have hoped it would have been a bit closer. I would have hoped that this was the opportunity that that some of these some of these players coming in would have, especially having a few of them having rested last week, would have tried to make a mark. I thought it would have been closer. Certainly at half time, it was it was all to be played for. Mm-hmm. Um, but unfortunately, it, it didn't it didn't go that way. And I and I think you know there is a rest coming up, and hopefully hopefully that will stand to the players. They'll need a rest and they can
0: be ready for firing for Zebra because that's going to be more important now. All right, before we wrap up this podcast, let's uh, get the post-game audio from a conic point of view. I spoke to first Pat Lamb and then John Muldoon. Some really interesting insight into the game and just, you know, the disappointment of this defeat as they go into this two-week break before the Zebra... Pat Lam, first things first. You, you talk about performance. That didn't feel like Connacht had delivered on the performance they wanted to
3: tonight. I oh, I think yeah. I mean, the first half we we you know we showed some good defence and um, uh, you know going in at, at halftime. You know, we talked about we need to control the tempo and, and control the ball. We hadn't really had too much ball uh, that we can, we spent a lot of time on D, which which was good. Um, and then in the uh, uh, probably one of the big issues was around that around the breakdown. Um and um then we had one system error when they when they scored their try and then there was an unlucky uh, a couple of unlucky breaks as well. So then we you know, we're scrambling scrambling in the end there. But um, you know, like I, I thought uh, certainly defensively we were far better than we were last week. Um but uh you know, uh, I mean there, there were a good side, it's hard to win down here, but you know, we had opportunities that we didn't know. Um but certainly one of the one of the areas that we were um yeah you know, disappointed was around the ruck time.
0: yeah they they said they exploited what they felt was a few mismatches that they could exploit in the back line. is that something that you you thought might have been there in the first half and they they were clever in that first try?
3: um yeah i i, I think you know the the try that went I went for for mm. our two props and um and uh, you know i think Dennis came out Rodney hadn't pushed and and they you know they did well and they took their opportunity but um and then uh you know, because both of them had defended extremely well um in the, in, in that first half, so we just needed to stay together in that, uh, and that and go up together so um yeah no, that's that's what happens and then um but you know we were uh, once they got their break and then we, we we needed to come back and then they got another break on the back of that so um yeah, so you know, disappointed, but uh, certainly it was uh uh, collectively, but you know, it was a lot better um, from last week.
0: Felt a little like Connacht were waiting to just spark into the game, or maybe waiting for the game to come to them. Uh, like, I'll take an example went for a penalty at 16 6, could have gone to the corner to try spark some life into the game. Like. <laughs>
3: yeah, that's what with Cardiff, everyone said, have a shot at goal, you know. So, uh, you know, so if the kick goes over, it's not a yeah, problem. So, uh, um, you know, and then I think um, the. Uh, you know, on our attack as, as well, you know, one of the things there's always space available. We didn't, you know, someone sometimes went right when it was on to go left, sometimes on to go through the middle. So, um, you know, the attack wasn't as uh, wasn't as sharp as it could have been. were certainly opportunities that we didn't take. I
0: wouldn't like to call, like, or, you know, this is a result that you wouldn't necessarily have marked down as winning in the Ospreys as something you have to do. Yeah. But in terms of going into a two week break with two defeats and also two games where you'll probably find a lot of errors, is that a big disappointment? And do you feel it's a bit of a setback?
3: Uh, no, I mean, like, you know, the biggest you got to win your home games and then get whatever you can. I think the disappointing thing at the end there with that last lineout, um, you know, we the whole the gap was there. We didn't uh, um, we didn't execute, you know, execute, and we had a chance to try and get that bonus point, which would have been, uh, you know, would have been uh, would have been good. But now we just spoke about in the change room. we get a bit of a break, um, recuperate around uh, niggles and stuff, and then uh, we got two home games back to back. Zebra is important, the scarlets is important. So uh, we just got to get back and, uh, and win back. And
0: John can we start in the middle of the game and just take me through what that breakdown was like uh, in terms of the battle in the first half and the penalties that were going against both teams it, it just never seemed to be working for either side for a long period and then they seemed to get on top
5: yeah it was uh, 50-50 I suppose in the first half um, a lot of turnovers from both sides which was making the game a, as a, I suppose as a spectacle and to get a bit of continuity it was tough going and that probably reflected the scoreline 3 all at half time um, we were pretty happy at half time um, We felt that we hadn't done an awful lot but at the same time we felt our defence was quite strong and at times we looked in control but um, second half they they got a little bit on top Um, uh, we were just struggling to win the ball in the breakdown and struggling to get any bit of quick ball at all and um, our tackler was getting a little bit isolated which uh, was disappointing because we knew there'd be a big focus on that this week and yeah we're As I said, we're a little bit disappointed because uh, with 20 minutes to go, they got their second try and um, the lads dropped their heads small bit, which is a bit unusual for the lads Mm. this year. Um, We've been very positive and um, I think if we probably believed in ourselves a little bit more, we could have uh, got something out of the game towards the end.
0: Look, you're not going to fault the referee too much in the game or anything, but there was an intercept for Bundiaki that was a four. Like, did you explain what, what the knock on was there? Because it seemed to be a really important turning point in the contest. They got a penalty to go 16 6 up from that.
5: Yeah. Uh, he said it uh, came off my hand. Um, I was part of the tackle, and he said it touched my hand, which it did. So. Okay, yeah. that ends that argument. Yeah, yeah exactly. So.
0: But, look, it, um, look, overall, those, like, all those penalties were going. You're not going to take too much issue with that. You're just probably going to look at your own mistakes, would you?
5: Um, yeah, exactly. It's not. Um, I thought John was pretty good today um, his refereeing decisions were consistent and that's what you want from a referee um, there's nothing more frustrating when uh, you can't I suppose comprehend or you can't get the feel of what the referee's given the penalties for but he was uh, even with both sides and both uh, sides had um, obviously issues with the breakdown and um, I thought he refereed the game very very well um, it's more what we have to do and uh, we've got to recognise it. I think towards the end we probably got a little bit on uh, back to where we'd want to be but at that stage the game was probably gone and we were trying to chase that bonus point and um, I think if we got a few kicks that we missed we might have been there or thereabouts.
0: If you could play that game again, would you like to cut loose a little bit earlier? It felt to me like maybe at, with the score so evenly balanced you were just playing a steady game and trying to just ease towards that, last, that 60 minute mark maybe. Like.
5: I, I just think we we weren't in the game, Rob mm. to be honest um as in we we weren't getting um any real continuity going because we we weren't able to look after a ball um and it means we were doing a lot of defending and um everyone knows that if you defend for long periods it's very hard mm. and to win a game and to to keep especially when you're away from home to keep going and keep going and uh, eventually one little mistake and they'll break you down, and that's what happened so um we're very disappointed that we didn't get the breakdown work um, like as crisp as we'd like to but that, that's that's the way it goes um, we'll have to do a bit of work over the next couple of weeks to make sure that we we bring that back up to where we want it to be
0: I guess that's it the win against the Ospreys is always going to be a bonus away from home but like you'll obviously need a, a big, big comeback now with these two home games and you want to keep that home stand which you haven't lost yet
5: yeah um, Zebra have been doing outstandingly well um, I think Anyone that's been watching the league um, intently over the last couple of years can see how w- how good they've gotten. Um, I suppose, like us, they they have a very good uh, home record, and sometimes away from home they can be a little bit up and down. But saying that. Um, they do travel a lot better than they have done in the last couple of years and um, they've got some very uh, big scalps along the line, especially in the last 18 months. So um, we'll treat them with the utmost respect and we definitely need to get back um, uh, with a win. And obviously the scarless game the week after is a big game as well, but um, we need to get a couple of wins now again. Um, Dan uh, keeps reiterating that uh, top six is made before Christmas not after Christmas so we need to make sure that we keep getting a few wins there because we have a very tough uh, Christmas schedule with three Irish games and we know um, the derbies are particularly hard so we'll have to to get a few wins and a bit of confidence going into that
0: That's that That's it for the podcast Uh, Brett disappointing Um, how much of a setback is this? I I think you still feel like let's not get too downhearted even though yeah this is two two bad results and two results that have gone against the grain of the season so far.
1: Yeah, look, I mean, it, it's it's two results. Um, you know, we were in that game at half time um, three all, and you know to go down in that way and to change that quickly, you know, it's disappointing. But you know, the lads will come back. You know, in, in, in two weeks' time, you know, they have a bit of a break now, and and they'll knuckle down and let's 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 see another performance out of them in their next game. Let's really see them, you know, really putting performance up.
0: One last point just to tie into what Lindley said earlier, the this tough selection calls, uh, you know, because, you know, you've got three guys coming in, got a lot of guys trying to put their hands up. It's not going to be the easiest team to select for the Zebra game, but whatever it is, it'll hopefully kick on, I suppose, and, and, and be a team that gets stable for the next few games.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, that's, that's, that's the coach's job. And I suppose the more headaches they got there, you know, in terms of selection and stuff like that, the better for them. But, I mean, everyone's going to be putting up their hands. today. we saw guys come on today and and make real impacts. You know, J.P. Cooney came on and had a fabulous game. He carried a good few balls. His rucking was immense. Mm. And, you know, he really, really did well in the scrums. Um, You know, so...
0: Andrew lads. Brown came off the bench, really sparked on, uh, yeah.
1: He did, and, and, you know, lads made a real impact off the bench. Um, so, you know, there are the, lads there coming in who want to put their hand up, and, you know, there might have been lads today who didn't have their best performances. So, you know, those are things you've got to weigh up when when, when you've got to select the team.
0: Let's go and have a point.
1: <laughs> Definitely. Thanks very much.
0: Cheers, Brett.